Hey there, friend. Thank you so much for joining us once again today. Those of you that were listening yesterday, thank you so much for tagging along on this journey. We're jumping back into Daniel chapter 3. If this is your first time tuning in or first time in a little while, no issue. We'll catch you up to speed here in just a moment. Daniel chapter 3, grab your Bibles while you're doing that. Let me tell you about a gospel track. Might be my new favorite track. I know I've mentioned it recently, but I think it bears repeating. You know, there are so many folks that stand so bravely in our defense or to protect us as a people. Whether American or otherwise, there are many countries that enjoy the benefits of having a military, a police force, EMTs, uh, medical professionals that are ready so often at the drop of a hat to defend, to, to protect, to help. Whether it be natural disasters or you fill in the blank, firefighters, just all across the board. But one of the issues that really is profound and one that so many would not like to ignore but find it easy to put away and just kind of gloss over is the amount of stress, the amount of difficulty, the great potential for depression. I'm not insinuating that people in those lines of work are in any way mentally unfit for those jobs. What I'm saying is the amount of sheer stress that those types of positions cause to inflict and oppress these different folks is really just unbelievable to some degree. I say unbelievable, unexplainable, unimaginable would probably be the word I'm looking for. We wrote a gospel tract for those people, those warriors, the ones that stand in the line of fire, literally or figuratively, to protect you and me. Those ones that without a second thought, though their families are tucked safely into bed at home, would charge into a burning building to save someone else's family, someone they don't know, someone they've never met before. But they feel a sense of duty. But there comes a time, again, whether you want to think of this allegorically or not, but there comes a time when the guns stop firing, when the shooting stops, that those people, the brave men and women, that they find themselves alone in the silence, in the quiet of their own mind, And sometimes the things they've seen, things they've done, circumstances they've been put in, oftentimes not of their own choice, those things come back to haunt them. Now we have all sorts of acronyms, PTSD, and all sorts of labels that we put on those folks. Can I tell you, there were some, many even, but there were some that we could look to in the Bible to learn how to deal with with those types of situations. I have in my hand right now a gospel tract called The Warrior. Now, here's how you use this gospel tract. Christian friend, if you're listening right now, if you know someone in that circumstance, it's not just for those in the armed forces. It's not just for the Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force, Space Force, Coast Guard. It's not just for those folks, though it would work exceptionally well for them. It's also for those others I mentioned, law enforcement, LEOs, firefighters, EMTs, those folks that have dealt with some things outside of the norm. Here's how I would ask you to consider using this gospel tract. When you approach someone that you know 
whether they're struggling or not, you, but you know they've been in circumstances where this track might be a help to them. Here's what you say. I have this gospel track here. I, I have this for you. Would you mind reading it? And you say this, you might not need it, but somebody you know probably does. Because here's the thing. There are some folks that these type of situations, they just bounce off of. Somehow they just keep trudging forward. Now, there's oftentimes hidden in their heart of hearts, there's real struggles. But even if they won't admit it, what that phrase will do is it'll disarm them a little bit. Hey, you might not need this, but you probably know someone that does. It puts the onus on them to find someone that maybe this could be a help to. This gospel track, in short, takes the story of a man named David from the Bible, you know him, some of the struggles that he faced, and shows how you and I, any of us, can gain victory, true peace, from those giants. I'm going to ask you, go to BibleTracksInc.org. Use this gospel track. I know I've spent a little while explaining it right now, but I think this gospel track, you know, 22 veterans a day commit suicide on average. Maybe this gospel track could help bring that number down. Let's deliver the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's offer true peace. Find your place in Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. Yesterday, we talked about a man, a king with a long name, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Say that five times fast. This man, Nebuchadnezzar, had a massive edifice, a statue built 90 feet tall out of gold, shimmering. Imagine that, glimmering, just shining in the middle of a massive field. And all the peoples of the world, I would say all the leaders of the world, the sheriffs, the counselors, the treasurers, the rulers, the princes, he had them all come together and partially, I would guess, to prove their loyalty. He had all of them bow down. Some music was played. I don't know if it was a rock concert or what, but some music was played. They all had to bow down. Well, he's obviously identified himself as a narcissistic despot. What's narcissist? What does that mean? Someone who's selfishly, overly self-involved. That describes Nebuchadnezzar at this point. What's a despot? A tyrant, an oppressor, a king with absolute authority. Verses 1 through 6 of chapter 3, we identify Nebuchadnezzar that way. But then in verse 7, look at Daniel 3, verse 7. They're told if they don't fall down and worship, they will be killed in a burning, fiery furnace. Verse 7, therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, that was the cue, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshiped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. We see here the nation's decision. In short, they went with the flow. Maybe there's some people listening right now that you have a problem with going with the flow. You're too easy to convince. You're too eager to please. Well, let's jump in here and notice in verse number eight, a necessary division. Let's look here. Daniel 3 verse 8, wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You can almost hear the, the uh, sort of kiss up in their voice. You can almost hear the sort of silky sweet, O king, we like you so much, would never want to offend you. But I have some information for you, king. Verse 10, thou, O king, hast made a decree. 
that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. You can almost see the king lounging on his throne with a little wave of his hand. Yes, I know. I just The herald just said that. Continue. Verse 12. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Imagine that. Three young men who are allowing themselves by necessity to be divided out, identified as different, and they get dimed out. If you'd allow me, I would like to make a little application to where you and I live right now. If you aren't rubbing someone the wrong way, it's very likely that you are not standing for anything. You know, you've heard this statement, you know, if you're rubbing the cat the wrong way, turn the cat around. But can I tell you, it works both ways. If there's no one in your life that there's any friction with at all, and please understand the balance. I like getting along with people. I don't like tension. I don't, I don't seek after arguments, not by any stretch. I would much prefer everyone, everything to just be peaches and cream and everything to be a bed of roses and rose-colored glasses. That's my preference. That's where I live. But there comes a time when some things are enough, when enough is enough. And these three Hebrew boys, they found that spot here. It was forced upon them, and a division was caused. And here, these suck-ups, these uh, sycophants, well, they wanted to make sure they got in good with the big man, and so they told on, they tattled on these boys. Look at verse number 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar. In his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Now, he had said, if you don't obey, you're going to get thrown in the burning, fiery furnace. But Nebuchadnezzar, for all his th- faults, for all of his foibles, for all his quirks and idiosyncrasies, he actually shows a little bit of, a little bit of mercy. He asks for clarification. He liked these guys. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, verse 14, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God? That shall deliver you out of my hands. Well, tomorrow we're going to get to that question. Who is that God? But to his credit, he gives them the benefit of the doubt. He asks, hey guys, you guys are smart guys. I know you are. Did you not understand what I was saying? You know, when you hear the music, you're supposed to bow down and worship, right? And what do they do? Well, tomorrow we're going to dive into what 
these young men answered. If you're looking for something that will give you a little bit of grit, if you're looking for the secret, uh, the secret sauce for how to stand up to a world that wants you to cower and bow down and really get run over, then maybe you should join us tomorrow. I, I appreciate your listenership today, but we're just about to get to the good stuff. Let me encourage you. Join us tomorrow. We're going to talk in depth about how you and I, how we can survive in a world that wants nothing but the worst for us. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to encourage you. Have a great day for his glory. Join us tomorrow. Thank you for listening today. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.